It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Hey, it's Friday. That means we are here and we have a special co-host. You, yes, you. It is the Raider Nation Mailbag Show. Uh, Scott Branson, Mo Moten, Silver and Black Today, Odyssey Original Podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your audio. Mo is the national, senior, universal, the, 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 the king of all media. Oh, wait, that's Howard Stern. Uh, no, he is Midtown Mo Moten, uh, senior NFL writer at Bleacher Report, also Raiders columnist at sportsnot.com. You can also catch him on his Bleacher Report Live before and after every Raiders game. Yes, sir. And I'm Scott Colbranson, your host as well. Follow Mo on x.com, M-O-E-M-O-T-U-N. That's Mo Moten. I am at LV Gully. The show is SNB Today. Mo, you think anybody's got anything to say this week on the Mailbag Show? Mm, maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe a little fired <laughs> up after, you know, a game that didn't go too well, you know. Yeah, yeah. According to McDaniels, yeah. you know, it was about six plays. <laughs> Which is, well, you know, by the way, really quick, <laughs> when I responded to that tweet and I called, I Josh McDaniels now to me is is Joshua. He he's not cool enough for the for the Josh name until he until that offense starts scoring more than twenty one points. I'm calling him Joshua. Oh Joshua oh Thomas Thomas McDaniels. He's known as Joshua from now on until that oh offense gets it together. Yes. Well, see, I have, if you're watching us on YouTube and I'm, I've, I've had, I have two studios at my home, right? This is the other one I've been on for a few weeks. I'm going to move back to the other one with the neon signs. But if you look at the Raiders neon sign, Mo, behind me, and for those listening, I'm just pointing to it so you know, um, it's not going on until they win. So that's staying off until they win. That's, that's what I've decided. I'm not wasting my energy, physical energy that I pay for. So anyway, so yes, Joshua. Joshua. Yep. Joshua. <laughs> Not only the six plays, I still, I will never, ever, ever. And if Josh McDaniels has ever let go or leaves the Raiders, the, 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 we won one of the three phases of the game against the bears. And that was the kicking game. I have, I have never, have you ever heard a professional coach say that? Now they've talked about their kicking being good. That's fine. But you got your ass beat. Oh, but we won one area of the three and it was a kicking game but we missed the field goal and daniel carlson is not don't believe it his, he's daniel carlson is not even hitting 80 percent of his field goals he's right. having and his like, second worst year in terms correct. of field goal accuracy which is correct was it? well he was injured okay then let me ask you this hey coach he's got a hamstring problem i'll oh, make him kick anyway okay good choice not the player's fault not the player's fault if he's injured i got it although he made one later so Go figure. Scott, Scott, uh, but thank you. We're being too negative, Scott. Too negative. 
You're being too negative, you jackass. Somebody called me an alcoholic the other day. I'm like, where does that come from? Like, yeah. I'm like, what? Those you laugh at because you're just like, okay, you're just like throwing stuff out there. And, and God bless you and your medication. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> I did have one. I got to share the story since we're just we're just shooting the crap here on the mailbag edition is I had some guy just come after me and, and, you know, I, I was like, okay, I answer him a few times. Like, cause I engage with people, maybe it can turn them around and they're actually going to have a discussion. First mistake. So he just started. And I said to him, I finally just popped in my head. I'm like, you know what? The real heroes in the world are the people who have to deal with you every day. Those are heroes. <laughs> and, and he never responded. So there you go. Sometimes you just got to, Kill him with logic. All right. We're going to get to our first right. call and we're going down south. You like, you like, uh, you like peach cobbler, Mo? No. You don't like peach? Not a, not a peach cobbler guy. Oh my God. Okay. Not cobbler. How about pie? Peach? I'm, I'm more of a cake person, not a pie person. Okay. Okay. That's right. You told me that. So peach cake, peach, peach smoothie. Peach cake. Peach smoothie. <laughs> How about a red velvet cake? How about that? There you go. All right. Well, I say that because we're going to Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, we have listeners in Atlanta, Georgia, and where they have like a thousand streets named Peachtree, by the way, not just one. It's very hard when you're down there. Turn left on Peachtree and then another right on Peachtree and then take another left on Peachtree. You're like, well, the same street? No, no, they're all different. Okay, cool. John from Atlanta. Here we go. You ready, Mo? Here he goes. Hey, Scott Mo. This is uh, John. I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, my question, more comment was, you know, this Spears game was just very deflating. Um, honestly, uh, as I look at the schedule now, um, I don't see a win on this schedule, maybe up until the Vikings game at home. And then I don't even know after last night if that's even possible. Um, wh where do you guys see the win? Because even those New York games are going to be tough. Those teams are plucky. Like in Vegas, I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see the wins on the schedule. Um, tell me kind of what I'm missing. Thanks, guys. All right, there you go. That's John in Atlanta. Thanks for the call, man. And we were talking about this uh, yesterday on the show, Mo, which was looking through that schedule. I mean, again, it's hard. It's hard to say this. I'm going to say it. And I'm going to try to do it with a straight face. I don't see them losing to the Giants, but I said I don't see them losing to the Bears. So, so he, I, th I think John's got a good point here. And even the Vikings, look how the Vikings played this week, right? And right. so, so I, I think anything can happen. I don't think they beat the Lions. I think the Jets probably could beat them at home. But then the Giants look to be the one game where I'm like, okay, if you can't win this one, then something's really going wrong. Uh, but I, it's hard, and I get John's question, but I can't look at the schedule other than the losses that I know are going to happen. I can't, I can't look at it and say, "Yo, I think here's where I see the wins." So, John from Georgia, I wanted or Atlanta, Georgia, mm -hmm. Georgia, right? We just include yeah, those Atlanta. He's in Atlanta. So, so I want to take you back to the off season and my off season prediction for the race. I said six and eleven, right? Originally, I said. Seven and ten, and then I said mm, six and eleven, right? So the Rays have three wins right now. The games I would circle, I'm not saying these are gimmies, I'm not saying the Rays are definitely gonna win or should be favored. You talked about it. the Giants game. The Jets game could go either way. The Jets have a really good defense, but I've watched a lot of Zach Wilson. Let me tell you, regardless of what the 
Jets record is, Zach Wilson is awful. Okay. I just want to say that. better. I, he's awful. Even when he gets better, it's still awful. <laughs> but I will say this. Giants game, the Jets game could go either way. Remember, there's a back-to-back home game, so they don't have to travel East Coast, so that game should be close. Uh, they still have the Colts later in the year. Who knows where the Colts will be? I know the Colts are competitive, but Gardner Minshew is going to be starting for the main of the season. He's very up and down. You won't see Anthony Richardson. Uh, he had shoulder surgery. We don't know where the Colts will be at the end of the year or what the health is going to be like, but that's a team that's eventually, to me, is going to fall out of the playoff picture at the end. And then the Raiders have this great winning streak against the Devon Broncos, and they have to see them again at home. Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking at the three games that the Raiders could win, Giants, Jets could go either way. Uh, who, who did I mention? The Colts could bottom out late in the season, especially with injuries. And the Devon Broncos, who the Raiders have just dominated over the past since they've moved, even going back to Oakland. I remember mm-hmm. Benjamin Albright said that the, the Broncos haven't beat the Raiders since they've been in Oakland. So there are those three games. I'm not again. I'm not saying those are gimmies or the Raiders should be favored. But if you're trying to find wins on the schedule, I, I think I was pretty much wrong when I said six wins. And I think those are the three games that you want, three or four games that you, that you look at. Yeah. I- even then, like, we're, I mean, how many games is Jimmy going to rock Garoppolo going to play? Like, what, what did eight, I say? Was it, what I did you said say? Over was 10. 10. Yeah. And so I don't think he's going to get seven games. Yeah. I, I think it'll be more than that. I, I said this, and I said this not as a joke, but no. it's, it's the truth. Jimmy Garoppolo has been in the blue tent more times than he's thrown touchdown passes this year. <laughs> And and that's that's not a joke. That's that's the truth. It's and it, whether he's banged up or not, I think we're gonna see Aiden O'Connell start a handful of games at the end of the year because Jimmy Garoppolo just can't hold up. But we all knew this. There's no need to take a victory lap for a guy who's hurt. He's hurt, but we know his injury history. We knew this. Josh McDaniels right. knew this. Why are you not preparing Aiden O'Connell to start, knowing that your starting quarterback has this lengthy injury history? Yeah, I I mean no no question. And I think that you look at. I mean, you just look at some of the things that are that are going on with this team, and it just it's befuddling because you you can't you can't quite understand why those decisions are made. That's that's the thing for me. It's 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 you know I get it. Okay, yeah, we're not we're we're not his we're not NFL executives. Okay, I get that, but it's it's just kind of like simple logic, and we watch enough of their football. Uh, but I I think that it's just. It's crazy, but anyway. But John, thank you so much for your uh, your your voicemail. I appreciate that. And by the way, if you if you feel the desire to, and we would love for you to call in. And remember, I, I always I always tell you, if you're going to call in and call us. By the way, the number is seven zero two, and we'll put it down in the comments on YouTube. By the way, and in the podcast, seven zero two nine hundred seven eight six nine. That's seven zero two nine hundred. Seven eight six nine. I invite you to do it like after the game. Most of the calls came in this week, like the day after Monday, Tuesday. So so do that. Get them to us by by Wednesday morning, and uh, get on the show. All right. Uh, let's see where we at now. We are going to do one more call, and then we're going to take a break. All right. So Ray from Los Angeles. So we get L.A. calling in. Here's Ray. Here, but it's inexcusable. Oh, inexcusable. No excuses on why we are so horrible at football. <laughs> Raiders are horrible at football. It seems like every week we're expecting this, you know, 
Josh McDaniels' offense to see what it's made of. And, you know, we've seen little tiny, you know, glimmers of, of hope uh, on the field. But then again, whenever we take two steps forward, we take five steps back. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what the end game is for this franchise. You know, I hear people saying, you know, come on, Mark, sell. Or, you know, Josh McDaniels just needs to just quit. This guy's not going to quit with the money that the Raiders are paying him. You know, the only way he gets fired is, hell, I don't even know <laughs> if he does get fired this year. We might end up having this guy for another year or so. It's just the way how things have gone these last few years with with anything Raiders. So, uh, I'm going to have my Bible out for Monday night game, though. <laughs> you know, Detroit came off an embarrassing loss. They're going to come back with the vengeance. You know, with that defensive line, Motor City Dan Campbell has that team, you know, has that team rolling. You know, the Lions are probably what McDaniels thought he was going to have this year. <laughs> All right, there you go, Ray in Los Angeles. Thanks, some some gems in there. Uh, but I think he he's expressed what I've seen from a lot of fans, especially our listeners. There's there's a toxic base of people out there, but our listeners have, have been pretty level headed. Obviously, all disappointed, clearly. But I think he encapsulated it there, Mo. He said he's like, I just don't know what's going on with this franchise. Like the Vegas move, we all, everybody understood how exciting that was and how good it was for the financial health of the team. And to put it on an even keel to where it would have more cash, it could do more things. But now people are like, the football side of things just doesn't seem like it's making any progress. Okay, so a few things, right? I want to go back to something he said at the beginning of his voicemail. He said, mm -hmm. the Raiders are just bad at football, right? So <laughs> people have been asking, Mo, why have you been so fired up lately? You think I want to watch bad football? Exactly. You think I want to take time out of my day to sit there and watch the Raiders not score a touchdown until a minute left in the fourth quarter? You think that's fun? So when people say, why, why are you so fired up? It, you know, you shouldn't, you know, have a kind of a fan mentality. It's not a fan mentality. It's frustration that I have to sit there and break this down when the Raiders continually do the same thing over and over. And yes. he talked about it. And oh, it seems like a perpetual cycle of the Raiders, you know, have some hope and then they take several steps back and they look even worse and then you're looking up and you're saying what's the direction of this football team where is this going i will say this and we've been critical of john gruden when he was the Raiders head coach you remember that right you yes. remember that tenure we've been critical with john gruden but at least i could say with john gruden even with his horrible roster management the raiders made incremental steps in the right direction they never lost fewer games in the previous season. They won like one or two more games. Now, it wasn't the kind of progression we all expected when you have a bunch of first-round draft picks when players you traded away, but at least you can see it moving in the right direction. Slowly, but it was moving in the right direction. With Josh McDaniels, it seems to be going in the wrong direction, and then there's no, and there's no direction for the future, and then you're looking up and you're saying, well, where is this going? Are you buyers or sellers at the deadline? Is Devonta Adams going to be happy here next year? Because it doesn't make sense for us to trade him this year. You know, what happens with Josh Jacobs after you waited so long to kind of revise his franchise tag deal? What is his future? Are you going to trade him if you're not going to resign him? 
What's going to happen at quarterback? Who's the Raiders franchise quarterback? It seems like we go into year two with more questions than we had in year one. Now, I know in year yeah. one, they were going forward and they were trying to go for the playoffs. So obviously, they're going to have less, fewer questions. But you would think that at this point in the season, you start to see, okay, what's the direction of this football team? I know it doesn't look good now, but we could see the vision. You ever hear that saying with kids these days saying now, and I'm old fuddy-duddy, I'm 37 years old now, but kids usually <laughs> say, yeah, I could see the vision. I may not agree. I may not right. like the ride, but I could see what they're trying to do. I could see where it's going. And for the Raiders, just as this caller said, I don't know where it's headed. Like I said, I don't even know if they're buyers or sellers at the deadline. You know, yeah. And then what does that look like after the deadline? If you're sellers, are you going to fold it up and just you know play your young guys? If you're buyers, are you saying that this team is still be can, can still be competitive? Like, what is the what is the messaging? What are you trying to accomplish? And I remember really quick, Scott. I remember in the Athletic, Vic Tafer published a piece and said the Raiders are not judging this season on wins. It's more about player development. And as you said, you talked to Baldy about this. We're not even seeing enough player development. No. So then, what you know? What is there to hang on? What do fans can can fans say and say and look at something and say, okay? I have hope because of this. Tyree right. Wilson looks like he's going to be a star. Jacoby Bennett looks like a star tur. We bought some pieces at the trade deadline and we got something to build off of. You can't say any of that. But even the player, like to your point about player development, I mean, has Dylan Parham got a lot better than he was last year? He had a good little season last year. He played himself into a role. Has he gotten yeah. markedly better? Eh, yeah. Not really. Not saying he's, he's right. bad. I'm just saying he's not gotten better. He's all right. Colton Miller, who's a veteran, got worse. In some ways, uh, and and he's a solid player. I mean, he's not anything to 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 shake a stick at. But I'm just saying, it to your the point about player development. It's just not good. All right, well, let's take a break. We'll come back. We got an email. We had a bunch of emails, but they're so long we can't read them on the air. That's why I ask you if you're going to do leave a little bit of a longer message, bust it out on the phone because then we can we can do it. You don't want to hear me read something. So we'll do that. We'll come back on silver and black today after the break. A mailbag edition. We got a call and an email uh, waiting in the queue. This is Scott and Mo. This is Silver and Black Today. Don't go anywhere.